take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Joke of the day. How can standing also feel like a seesaw? Answer. A seesaw goes up and down depending on the pressure. Standing up and standing down also depends on the pressure you feel. But at least you can see and you can also saw in the present and the past. Thought of the day comes from Albert Camus. He was a French philosopher, author, and journalist. He won the Nobel Prize in Literature at the age of 44 in 1957. He was the youngest recipient in history. His works include The Stranger, The Plague, and The Myth of Sisyphus. He said, the only way to deal with an unfree world is to become so absolutely free that your existence is an act of rebellion. Hello and welcome back to the Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, the Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I also offer up advice to help parents, kids, and anyone else who wants to learn more about my interpretation of disability engagement. I was born with cerebral palsy. It is a movement disorder that moderately impacted my balance and coordination. I grew up in New York in competitive schools where I was mainstreamed in the 1970s and 1980s. I was the only kid with a long-term physical disability at school. As a result, I used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. In other words, I used my brain to work through many of my physical challenges. Reasonable accommodation and the ADA didn't become law until 1990 or broadly accessible to me until I was in Marist College in 1991. Reasonable accommodation is an adjustment made to a system to accommodate or make fair the same system for an individual based on a proven need. As a result, I often used enrich environment examples to increase my own social-emotional learning. I want to pass on my knowledge and experience to help the next generation. This is episode 58. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Today I am talking about the psychological concept of obedience.
I also talk about the difference between obedience, compliance, and conformity. I also talk about the use of power and control. In this week's Rite of Past Experiences, or ROPE, I will talk about a punishment that I received in school as a preteen. The irony became that I was in the bathroom when the classroom violation happened. I also tried to stand up against authority. Be sure to listen for one or two things that you can take away from this episode. Now, let's both take hold and engage. According to the VeryWellMind.com website, obedience is a form of social influence that involves performing an action under the order of an authority figure. It differs from compliance, which involves changing your behavior at the request of another person. Conformity involves altering your behavior in order to go along with the rest of the group. Obedience involves changing your behavior because an authority figure has told you to. Obedience is different from conformity in three important ways. Number one, obedience informs an order and conformity involves a request. Number two, obedience is obeying someone with a higher status. Conformity is going along with people of an equal status. And number three, obedience relies on social power. Conformity relies on the need to be socially accepted. In this week's Rite of Past Experiences, or ROPE, I am talking about getting in trouble in the classroom, even though I was in the bathroom when the classroom disruption happened. I was in, I, I was in the classroom study hall. I was in eighth grade. During the classroom time, we were all doing our homework. The teacher was a nun. The definition of a nun is a woman of a religious order who was bound by the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. I then asked the nun for permission to go downstairs to the bathroom. She granted me permission to go downstairs to the bathroom. She also allowed my friend Joe to assist me. We left the classroom as the regular gentle hum of other kids were doing homework. It included kids that were speaking out loud to themselves to figure out the homework and solve math problems out loud. Joe helped me down the stairs with the help of my crutches and the banister. He and I both made sure that I didn't lose my balance. I made my way with Joe safely down the stairs. He and I were bantering back and forth during the trip to the bathroom. 
we were talking about baseball and some other topics of the day. It took about 15 minutes total to return from our trip to the bathroom. When we returned to the study hall classroom, it was surprisingly quiet. I asked the nun what happened. She said the class was being punished for causing a disruption. I asked her what she wanted us to do and she said Joe and I were in trouble as well. I was confused and I reminded her that we weren't in the classroom when the disruption occurred. She said it didn't matter because we were members of the same class. We were all being punished. I started to protest and she asked if I wanted to get into more trouble. The nun pointed to the chalkboard and we were instructed to copy, we will not disrupt or disrespect the teacher during class. We were expected to write it down 50 times. I copied down the punishment five times before the study hall bell rang. And we were instructed by the nun to complete the assignment as homework for the next day. After class, I met up with Joe and asked him if he was going to complete the assignment. He said no, he wouldn't complete it. I went home and told my parents. They informed me of the risk of not doing the punishment. I told them I was clearly, I told them I clearly wasn't in the classroom when the disruption happened. My parents informed me that they will wait to see what happens. My parents did not back me up. I am not sure if they believed me. The next day I was asked by the nun to turn in the punishment and I informed her that, that I did not complete the punishment because I didn't think it was justified. She doubled the punishment and said I would be restricted from recess until I completed the punishment. I found out a few minutes later that Joe completed the punishment because his parents told him to. I was surprised that he gave in because we clearly had no involvement in the disruption. Over the next week, 50 became 100. 100 became 200 times, 200 became 400. I had to complete the punishment 400 times. I told my parents about it and they said that I had to follow the classroom rules and not disrespect the teacher. I, had, I tried to fight it but I was powerless against the lack of support and the exertion of authority. I gave in and I had to complete the punishment 800 times the, f the following weekend. One of the comments made to me during that time was that punishment was the price of being included. I felt forced into submission because of a bad rule. I also became stuck because I tried to stand up for myself because the protest 
was seen as disobedience and disrespect to the rules. They didn't make sense. I also paid a price for the negative side of inclusion. It was an early indication of the use of intimidation. Because of systemic issues, I could not reasonably take a stand against multiple levels of authority. I tried to fight back, but my existence against authority was seen as an act of rebellion and disobedience. Were there one or two things that you heard in this episode that you can lean into? Reflections. I wanted to do this episode because I wanted to give an example of a situation where me trying to stand up for myself and trying to actually defend myself also was viewed as an act of disobedience or not following authority. Um, and I, uh, I also wanted to explain the differences between obedience and conformity and the fact that obedience involves the use of social power, whereas conformity equals or uses the power of people of equal status. I'm not mad or upset with what happened. It was just a circumstance and situation due to, to the systemic issues and also the authority uh, or the respect of authority that is perceived even when authority could be wrong or um, and disobedience or disrespect is not necessarily tolerated but it's seen as a sign of disrespect and um, I just got caught up in the fact that I wasn't there and uh, that I got punished even though I had absolutely no involvement in this situation. One of the things that I look at now when I look at situations is the use of power and control and how power and control are used in a situation sometimes for positive reasons, sometimes for manipulative or negative reasons, and uh, or to maintain levels of control, and um, it's that example of back in elementary school of being involved in the power and control situation. I'm always reminded of that individual situation. Anytime there's a uh, difference of uh, power or control or even different levels of authority. The other thing that happened was that as time went on and I, as I got into more trouble for not doing the punishment, the there was more power used against me or uh, to try to get me to conform or to give in. 
And the power of authority isn't only the power and authority of a situation, but also the future power or loss of authority over time, which happens a lot with kids, adults, or different people with disabilities against different systems or the way different systems are set up. Thank you for letting me ramble. Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember... It takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. I never give up.